FC3 Communications presents a spoken word given to our congregation located at 1800 Hall Brown Road, where our senior pastor is Dr. Karen V. Johnson and assistant pastor Glenton Queen. You are welcome to join us as our services are held every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Enjoy the word. prepping, please turn to Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 23. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Everybody ready? Okay, I'll hold up. We got a little bit of time. And it reads, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. And this is the verse that I need everybody to pay attention. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Let us pray. Father, I come to you right now as a willing and open vessel, Father God. You have called me to this very moment, but it's your words that want to be said, Father God. I pray that you mute Erica and that you say whatever it is that you need to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, so today is a Sunday about dating. It's all right, but my portion, I'm going to talk to the ladies today. Y'all good with that? All right, and fellas, you can take notes too, because it might be a little bit of something in here for you. So basically, we are living in a generation right now where literally everything that we have has a password or a code, right? We have our emails, has password. You look down at your cell phone, you have to either type in a code, or it's your face ID, or it's your fingerprint, it's something. Your social media accounts, it's passwords, right? But the one thing that I feel like God is definitely telling us, especially as those that are in the mode of dating, is the same things that you put for those particular things, like your email and your social media account. He said, I need you to bring that same energy when it comes to your heart, and I need you to put a password on it. So that's why our sermon title today is, What's the Password to Your Heart? So basically, God is like, look... He wants all of us to understand that the point of a password is this. The point of a password is to make sure that if there's somebody that's trying basically to keep what is yours safe, it's to keep it safe from somebody coming in and intruding on you, right? So what we have is there's the thing called hackers. Everybody knows what a hacker is? Okay, hackers are people that come in and they take advantage of what it is that you have, what is personal to you, what you keep, what you have as private. God is like, I need you to make sure that you don't use an easy or a simple password because you have hackers. I need y'all to follow me where I'm going a little bit. Okay, so he's like, you all have hackers that will come up, but because your password is too easy, they're going to take everything that you have, including your heart. The thing about our heart is, you know, in the Bible, I thought it was interesting because the word heart shows up about an average of about 300 times, depending on the translation. How many times does the word dating show up? None. The word dating shows up at none. But the word heart shows up on an average of about 300 times. But the thing is, God has, the heart is so important to God because in your heart, he has placed purpose, he's placed identity, and he's also placed himself. So as Christians, which I'm assuming most of us are, as Christians, as soon as we say, yes, Lord, I want you to come into my heart, guess what? He takes residence. He is living there whether we know it or not or whether you feel it or not. He is inside of us in this very place. So what God is saying is I need you to be protective over your heart because you're going to have hackers to come in that's going to try to steal your purpose, 
They're going to try to steal your identity. And they're going to come in here where I dwell. Y'all follow? All right. So, thing about hackers. We know many people that have them in their life right now. Hackers are what I like to call the homeless men in our lives. They are the ones that come and they're laying in your house using your car. We know people. Don't act like y'all don't know people like this. Eating your food while you are working. Using your gas money. You are buying him stuff. That's a hacker. You got to let him go. He has hacked your account. He has hacked your heart. All because you thought you was getting love. The thing I love about God is God is just so amazing to the point that he's like this. He loves us so much till he does not ever want to bring anybody into our lives that is going to ruin our lives. When people be like, well, you know, the Lord allowed it. No, you allowed it. You allowed it. The Lord didn't allow that. He did not tell you to go with that man. You did it. You thought he was cute. And that's all you saw was he looked good. He smelled good. And he was on your profile. No, God didn't tell you to come over there like that. That's just like when you get spam in your emails, spam, you get spam all the time. And a lot of times you get bad the spam that you do open is the spam that you're most familiar with. You thinking it's coming from somebody that you know. It looks familiar, right? Same thing happened. Your spam can be somebody that you think that you're familiar with or that you think that you know, and it's spam. It's a virus. It's a virus coming in to take over your heart. So don't be hacked. That's rule number one. Make sure, your, make sure your password is not easy or simple. Easy and simple passwords are those like that you might have on your profile saying that you like basketball. All he has to say is, oh, what's your favorite team? And game, game over. I mean, we're laughing, but we know, but we've all either been in situations like this or we know people in situations like this. All they have to say is, oh, yeah, you know, I pray every day and we automatically assume that they are a Christian. No, no, they're not. You have to be able to know what it is. And that's why God wants us to know so much about the purpose and that identity that he has placed within us. Because the very moment that we are able to understand what he has placed in us, we're able to understand who's ready to come in and attack us. You can't block things if you don't know what you, wanna, what you even have in you. You got to know who you are. You got to know who your father is. And I'm not talking about your earthly father. I'm talking about your heavenly father. You got to know the type of man that he is. He's a man that is loving and caring. And he has placed so much within us. But he's like, I need you to protect yourself. Because there's some people out here that's trying to do you harm. And you keep letting them in. The next part is when we think about passwords, a lot of times they'll give us criteria on, you know, you need like eight characters with some symbols and some uppercase letters. This is the area that we would like to kind of be in, especially when it comes to dating. See, in this area, you want to try to up your password just a little bit more because the thing is, dating is a beautiful thing. It's fun. You get to actually get to know people. It's that whole process of getting to know the other person. It's not we getting married tomorrow. No, you're getting to know the person when you're dating. So the wonderful thing about passwords like that, where the codes are different, a lot of times our password's a little bit higher because it's something more personal. Does that make sense? It's something that's a little bit more personal. Somebody that has to really know you can figure it out. But see, the thing is with dating, they have to get to know you. What I would like to definitely say to my singles, especially my young ones, take it slow. Do not rush it. Dating is a process. Falling in love is a process. But you have to be able to do those steps. You got to be able to ask those questions. It has to be more than just asking what's your favorite color. 
It has to be more than asking what you're doing over and over and over again. It has to be some of the tough questions, just like those passwords. A lot of times with those passwords, you got at least like three different security things that you have to even get through if you forget the password. That makes sense? So you have to do the same thing in this dating process. Yes, certain things he might be saying, and they are sounding really good right now, but you still have to weigh it out because you need to make sure, was it just luck of the trade or is he God sent? But the only way that you're going to know if it's God sent, if you understand the God that is in your heart. <laughs> and I'm not taking long, promise. <laughs> So one of the last ones, one of our last points, is this. It's a little different from a regular password. It's for people that are a little bit more on the extreme. They've been hurt plenty of times before, and their hearts are super vulnerable. They're not too sure how to trust. They don't know what to do. I like to call this one, they have a firewall up. They have a firewall up. Firewall for anybody else might associate it to a stronghold, meaning they're not letting any healing in and they're not letting their hurt out. You're not getting past that wall. See, the thing is, God wants us to be protective of our hearts, but what he doesn't want us to do is to go to the point where we have so much barrier over it, where nobody or anything can get in to fix it and nothing can come out. He doesn't want that for us. He's like, yes, I need you to guard it. I need you to understand what it is that you have in here. I need you to use wisdom. I need you to think about it. But what he's like, I don't need you to do is put up brick walls over your heart. You don't do brick walls over your heart, especially if you're dating and you want to have somebody that's going to be your mate. Because the thing is, that person is not going to jump over those walls. They're not going to jump over them. A lot of times we have them so high up that it's not even attainable to jump over. But what we have to understand is we those firewalls are usually up in order to protect what is most valuable to us. But the thing is, they can also be a hindrance in this case. But the one thing that I love about the God that I serve is this. When you take your cell phone or any device in and you take it in to get fixed, one of the things that you can get done is, uh, um, sorry, factory reset. That's what it is. One of the things that you can do is get a factory factory reset done on your phone. And the thing that that does is it takes it back to the original state in which your phone used to be. The interesting thing I thought about a factory reset is that it's also called a master reset. Y'all missed it. That was golden. It was golden. It's called a master reset. Try that again. It's a master reset, which means the same way that you can take your device to get reset when a virus has gotten into it, or if it's not usable anymore to get it back to its original state, you do the same thing for your heart and take it to the master to reset it. And some of the songs that we were singing today, like, um, oh, how he loves us and everything and stuff like that. God is like, I love you so much that I would do anything it is to get your heart back to its original state. But the thing is, he's not going to fix it unless you take it into him. Your phone, I have cracked my screen multiple times on my phone, but my screen doesn't get fixed by itself until I take it in or get it exchanged. The same applies to our hearts. It's not going to get fixed on our own. You have to take it back to him. And guess what? It's going to be a process. It's going to be a process. But I leave those words with you all today, especially those of you that are in your dating mode. 
Have fun with this. But I need you to understand, don't take your heart for granted. Don't just give that thing to just anybody. We have a fit right now, and I just relate it back to the cell phone again. We can have a fit right now if somebody is like, let me see your phone. Some of us will have a conniption. But why don't we have the same conniption when it comes to our hearts? There are times when we just give it away. We give it away, and we know they're no good. And then sometimes we are bamboozled. But the times when we just willingly give it away, God's like, I didn't call you to willingly give it away. First of all, I need you to be patient. That's not even in my notes. But it's like, first of all, I need you to be patient. Because the thing is, he's going to work here. And a lot of people that will tell you that God has sent them their mate, they will tell you a lot of times that God worked on their hearts first. Your hearts have to be changed. You have to be willing and you have to be open because that's the only way he's going to send you anybody. He's not going to send you somebody and you need open heart surgery. And I leave you with that. Give it up for Minister Erica. If you can, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. And we're going to read verse 13. If you got it, say amen. And if you're ready to read it with me on the screen, say amen. <laughs> and the Bible declares, it says, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Verse 13, foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Do me a favor, look at somebody and say, is it profitable? You may take your seat. Brothers, where you at in the room? So I've been tasked to talk to you. Ladies, I'm also going to talk to you as well. You ain't locked out. First things first. I want to talk to you about the setup, everything, about something called sex. For you couples in the room, you should say amen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, sex is an awesome thing. It's a beautiful thing. It is something that God invented and he created. And he created it for, watch this, the purposes of one man and one woman coming together in covenant. One man, one woman coming together in covenant. Committed one man and one woman coming together. He did not create it for your girlfriend. He didn't create it for your boyfriend. He didn't create it for your side piece. He created it not because you are feeling a type of way at midnight. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to the room. You laughing, but I'm serious. The very fact of the matter is he didn't create it for that. He created it for the purposes of one man and one woman coming together. I know she looked fine on IG. You know, sticking her little booty out like that. You know, you taking pictures. I know y'all see it. For the <laughs> right there. <laughs> That's all right, brother. I know, I know, I know, I know we live in a old, I know we live in a culture that is pretty much saying that there's new cultural norms and they saying that condoms can protect your heart, but it can't. Here's the reason why I start off with this, ladies and gentlemen, for the very fact of the matter is this, is that God knows the power behind sex because he created it. And he put a boundary around it for a purpose. And if God knows the power of it, so does the enemy. 
The reason why Minister Erica taught us about what's your password, because if a person can tap into that part, they got their got your heart very quick. Do you not understand the reason why he created between one man and one woman who's committed is because you are supposed to submit yourself to that person. The power of submission is very interesting because that means whatever you submit to, you give your you, you give yourself uh, you give that power over you. Whatever you are submitted to right now in your life, I don't care what it is, is what has power over you. That's what you allow it and give it authority. Are you hearing me? So 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 he creates it for one man, one woman for the purposes of you two coming together. And he put boundaries upon it because of the power of it. Because sex, what they want you to believe is more physical than what it is spiritual. Do you not understand that every time that you lay down with someone is, a, uh, is another spirit that now transfers to you? Every time you have a, every time a girl, even she looks good, she may entice you and want to pull you in. If you, if you go down that path, I'm telling you, then you start experiencing the things that she got going on with her. <laughs> That's now transfers to you. Matter of fact, a lot of us, we deal with uh, remembering who we had our first time with and stuff like that. Why is that? Because of the power that comes along with sex. The reason why am I opening up like this? Because this is what the Apostle Paul is talking about. Matter of fact, there's a cultural, there was a cultural um, moto, uh, a slang or, uh, or, or phrase that would go along in verse 13 when it talks about, you know, that the body, you know, food for the stomach. So the, the Corinthian church took that, uh, took this motto that was there, motto, excuse me, that was there, and, and they begin to adopt it within the church. So we're taking cultural norms and what the culture is saying is approval. And then it comes here in the church because we don't want to look like we are out of date. We don't want to look like that. The culture has has now 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 what happens is is now the culture is now overriding what the word of God says. And here's to where we have failed as a church that we haven't had serious conversations like this with you. And we've allowed other people to tell the narrative in the world. And now you've gone out there and you said it's not what it is, what I thought it would be. Because you didn't understand the power of it. And what it was meant for. And so they say, oh, the food was made for the stomach. And so if I have a satisfaction, if I have a craving for food, I'm going to go get me food. So if I have a craving for sex, I'm going to go out there and get it. And Paul is saying, while all things are lawful, doesn't mean it's profitable. <laughs> Listen to me. Just because you can do it don't mean that you should. Here's, the, here's where is it comes. Here's it comes down to you have to use wisdom and who and what you are laying with. Mm. Because at the simple fact of the matter is, what happens is, is that you begin to then transfer spirits, attachments. Oh, it's just casual sex. It's nothing with it. It wasn't even that enjoy. It doesn't matter. The very fact of the matter is, you lay with them, lay with her, and now it's a transfer to you. And just because you can do something, don't make it wise. Just because, listen, just because you can, you think you're big and bad to do whatever you want to do, don't mean that you need to do it. A lot of us in this room right now, I don't care what you've ever gone through, I don't care what you even did yesterday, a lot of us were saying this room, if I was, if I was your age again, I would have did things a whole lot different. Listen here, young people, I want you to know something, I want everybody to know this. We need to stop saying that our culture and our generation is so much different. The only difference between generations is access. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we can get access anything in a matter of seconds. It's called the Googler. <laughs> Google it. I can get anything I want. I became a doctor because of Google. 
Now I know what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> it's Google. That's the only difference. Let me tell you something. The same stuff that was going on in the Bible days is still going on now. It's still the same. It's just, it's not, the Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. So when young people, when your parents are telling you something, they're not telling you something from a place that they never experienced it. Just because you got access to technology don't mean that they haven't done what you've done and gone to places that you did. You feel what I'm saying? Just, be, just, just because you can, listen. Don't, that don't mean that they ain't experienced it when they tell listen. I know what you about to do. Uh, I'm just going to tell you I don't think that's smart. So when it comes down to dating, the question that we want to leave with you is, is it profitable? Is it beneficial? Is it worthwhile? Because here's the reality. If you see everything as profitable, you'll never make anything. You'll never gain anything. Why is that? Because you put your investment in the wrong places. Here's, what I, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He says, he, here it is. I'm going to tell you a story of a man. This man, we found him, I believe, in Judges chapter 13 or 14 when he's introduced. Uh, this man, uh, he was to, his, the, this, the angel of the Lord visited his parents, told him that uh, he was going to be uh, consecrated, set apart. They, they, told, they told him that no, no razor should touch his head. If you don't know who I'm talking to, talking about by this time, his name is Samson. So Samson was ordained by God before he was even born. Here's the thing that I need to tell you that you can't just eat as us as believers and Christians in this room. You have a responsibility that your relationships need to look different from the world because watch this, the purpose that God has on your life. See, you have to understand the reason why you'll guard your heart and put the right password on it because you know what you carry. <laughs> ah! If you don't know what you carry, then you'll be just passing it all over the place because what happens is, is that you're looking for validation. You're looking for approval. So, this man by the name of Samson, while he was ordained, he took his calling reckless. Samson was very reckless with what he carried. His weakness was that he loved what he loved. Matter of fact, he was a narcissist. Samson was about himself. He didn't care about God's plan, even though God will still use the very thing that you think you big and bad to, you, to do and still get glory out of it. But he was reckless. He took a wife that was outside of his culture that he's not supposed to do because he's set apart. He's a Nazarite. And a lot of times we take nothing wrong with this. But but if you're going to really do Christian dating, you need to ask yourself, is it profitable for me to date somebody who's not a Christian? I need to ask myself is because we're talking about while you're dating and, and if you already saved, it's different when you two are not saved and then one finds Christ. But I'm talking about in the context, if you are already saved, you made Jesus your Lord and you are talking to a female that really don't have nothing, want nothing to do with the God that you are supposedly confessing and believe in. Or you're talking to a man that only wants you, but he don't want the God in you. So you need to ask yourself, is it profitable? Would I do that? Would that be beneficial? And it got to be more than what looks good, because everything that looks good to the eye doesn't mean that it's necessarily good for you. Everything that talks well. You know, the enemy's cunning, too. 
Listen, let me tell you something. The devil ain't going to send you somebody that's not attractive to the eyes. If all of us be honest in the room, it got to look good first before we talk to it. Y'all are y'all some liars up in this room. Oh, my God. You know, goodness well, you didn't talk to you. Listen, when you found out that she actually had an inner beauty, then you was like, this is a plus. <laughs> oh, my God, she fine and she know Jesus. Too. <laughs> ah, let me find out. Huh? Come on, it got to look good to your eyes first. Y'all ain't like y'all ain't know. You with the person right now because she looked good. And then you wanted to pursue to see what it, to see what she was like. And so here we go, Samson. He pursued somebody outside of his, out of his race. And uh, again, that backfires on him. Because then she gets killed. Because you lot to bring, you see, you face destruction when you bring any old type of people and you inadvertently put them in danger because God is dealing with you. Here's the deal. So he takes, he takes, so he takes her. I, I want to get to my point, Judges 16. And uh, he falls in love with this woman, Delala. Delala is fine. I don't think it was more so love as it was lust. Because like I told you, Samson loved what he loved. Her body was bad. She was a 10. Samson is what we would say the Chris Brown song. He's undecided. You know what I'm saying? He really don't know what he wants. So he says, I'll just take it all. <laughs> do, 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 do. So Samson's here in Judges 16, and so he, 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 he's talking, and here's the deal. Just because something's giving you attention, it's not profitable for you to necessarily talk to that. Just because she's giving you play at school. You know, I see her, she with her girls near the lunchroom. Y'all be hanging out around lockers now. This more go down at the lockers now, don't I? <laughs> don't, don't try to play with me now. Ah. For my brothers in college, it goes down at the cafe or wherever y'all at. And you saying, man, girl come in the room, you like, young, where she come from? What major she with? Huh? Do I, I think I got homeroom with her. <laughs> I, think, I don't know if they still do that, whatever. So I think I, I think I may have that with her. So so who's she? Everything that gives you attention, brothers, you gotta be real careful of these thirsty women. Especially Did I say something wrong? Men listen here. Sometimes men get a bad rap. Some good men get a bad rap. And there's some thirsty women out here because they like that you play on the basketball team. You might go to the NBA just because you look in a prayer. Listen, oh, he's a man of God. He preaches. Trust me, I tell you, they, they will come. I had, listen, i tell you the truth. I had one woman at my church that I pastored had the nerve to tell me, pulled me off to the side, that she had a prophetic dream. I said, oh, God. Oh, God. Where in the world is this going? <laughs> and you were in the dream. I said, no, I was not. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I can't make this up. Can't make it up. She giving him attention because of his prestige. Because of who he was. 
Samson, the all-powerful man that God was using to deliver the Israelites out of the hands of the Philistines. She liked the clout. I'm going to teach y'all something. There's a new word called clout chasing. Right? Someone who wants to attach themselves to you for the type of prestige that you're working with. Clout chasers like to take and steal your favor. They want to be a part of it. And there's some women who's only with you because of the favor that you got, but they don't really like you. They like who you are. They like what you do, but they really don't like you. Because if they took that, if you didn't have none of that to your name, they wouldn't talk to you. Ladies, there's some men who only like what you got, your package. Your package is nice to them. They want to open it because that's all they care about. And they like because you got a good credit score and you got a 401k that they want to talk to you because they want to steal your clout. Eat your clout. <laughs> Listen, like, look. Are you hearing me? So just because it's giving you attention don't mean it's profitable for you because here's why. Because you got to be careful of people like that who want to attach themselves to you because if they find the highest bidder, And you know what? Every person that is giving you attention, let me tell you something. There's people that God sends, and then there's other people that the enemy sends. And you are probably messing with somebody right now who's made a contract with hell over your life. She made a contract with the enemy to figure out what it was that was behind his strength. She made, she came in contract with a cunning snake because, oh, that's what she was in the first place. There's some brothers out there who make contracts to steal your heart because, again, sex has an emotional and a, and a, and an emotional impact and a mental impact on your life and also a physical one. And so she's there and so she made a contract. And she started talking smooth to Samson. Brothers, there's a verse that I'm going to give to you. I'm coming to a close in just a second. There's a verse that I want to give to you. It's Proverbs 5. I want to tell you that there's a Proverbs 5 women out there. Not all of them are Proverbs 31. Hear what I'm saying. <laughs> For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey. That means she know what to say. And her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter. A wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go to death. Her steps lay down, I mean, lay hold of hell. What is that saying? That she's going down a path of destruction and she don't mind taking you with her. There's brothers don't mind. They're going down destruction. They already know. And they're taking you with them. And guess what? Because you gave your password away, you allowed them. Because of how smooth they sell. He just knows what to say to take a girl's breath away. <laughs> oh, man, bro, she don't, man, when she talk like that, where my wallet at right now? <laughs> where my wallet at right now? You said you want a rollie? Okay. Charge it to the card, knowing you don't got no money. <laughs> huh? So in Judges 16, she makes a contract. Here's two points I'm going to leave you with. Number one, you have to ask yourself the question, is it profitable to your purpose? Because some people come as assassinators of your purpose. The Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Is it beneficial to your purpose? Because if she's going to deviate you from your purpose, you don't need to be talking to her. If she's causing you to step out of the will of God, well, let me tell you this, it's not always to it's not always to women. There's some women out there who profess Christ, but people's moral codes are different of how far they'll go.
That's why how can two walk together unless they agree? The reality is, does she add to your purpose or does she deviate? Listen, there's a, there's, there, there was a study on Valentine's Day that CNBC uh, put on Instagram, and I saw and they, they, they did a study, and they, I think they, they studied about 163 married couples, and they did a survey. They said that most of your success is contingent upon who you marry. The success of who you align with has a play at how far you will accomplish. And that's why you need to figure out who you're with because the reality is, is that whoever you're with, if they don't have the same trajectory that you're going, you don't need to be talking to them. This is not because I'm better than you. No, I have a way that God has taken me and I can't afford to have any baggage along the way. You got to carry your own cross just like I did. But I can support you with yours and you will support me with mine. You feel me? So it contributes to your success rate. But not only that, it's very important to have a woman of purpose. So when you feeling low in yours, she can raise you up. Not this whole, I don't, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I don't care. Not this whole John Gray thing about the woman she birthed me. None of that. We don't know. It's not that the woman comes along you to treat you as a kid. That ain't work. It don't work like that. You have a helpmate, not a second mom. Ladies, you're supposed to have a helpmate, not a child. Y'all are quiet in this room. What you want? A, you want? You want a child? Jesus. Here's the other thing I want to leave with you. You have to ask yourself, is it profitable to my future? Here's where I'm going to park my tent or pinch my tent and park my car. Here's the reason why, because some of you are being reckless with your future. You know what happened to Samson? Samson eventually told her the secret. Gave her the password. She lured him to sleep with her flattering words. Samson annoyed the two red signs that he got that this woman trying to set you. And guess what? When you so far deep, you don't even see clear. Some of you done messed up family relationships all in the name of I was in love. You put yourself at risk because, oh, I love him. My parents, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know how much I love her, what I do for her. I get a, back, I get a shirt off my back. Friends, you leave all the friends that really have your back trying to give you warnings and you're going to tell them that they're a hater. Because they're trying to tell you the truth. If you don't have friends who can tell you the truth, you can't be my friend. I'm going to tell you what it is. And hopefully you do the same with me. Here's what I'm telling you. And here's the reality. If we're not careful, the more and more we fall into the trap of this, the weaker our families become. Don't you understand the game and what's happening? The more we have kids raising kids, the weaker the family structure becomes. I forgot to tell you something. The reason why God created sex is for the purpose of procreation, for family. Because family is to symbolize the Trinity here in the earth. Let me come over here. Kind of cool over here. 
Let me talk to you, Brother Fred. The reason why you got to be careful with your future is because the more and more we are just giving our passwords away, you are causing yourself to have to grow up a lot faster than what you should. Some of you, and this is not to condemn, I'm trying to, conv- I'm trying to encourage you. You don't have to make the same mistakes that your mother, your grandmother. When will the line stop? That's my question to you. At some point, it has to be put in because your future matters too much for you to be reckless with it. You got to ask yourself, is, is she profitable to my future? Is he profitable to my future? Because again, if not, then you'll be at a, you will not accomplish the will that God has for your life. And it matters about who you're tied to. I don't care what you, I don't care, I don't care what the culture tried to tell you. I don't care what cultural new norm it is out here. I'm telling you, doing it God's way will always and forever be the best way. Point blank, period. It will forever and always be the best way. Because again, if you hook up and yoke yourself with the wrong person, you will bring headache in a situation where it does not need to be. You'll bring a child into a situation that you know that was not right from the very get-go. Here's the deal. A lot of people in this culture, we don't like commitment, so we don't get married. But yet we still do what married people do. So we do the reverse. We have a kid. Don't you understand? You already committed yourself with that person forever. So if you don't like commitment in that way, why in the world would you give your password away like that? It's the same thing. You need to ask yourself, is it profitable for your future? I'm telling you now, the future is great upon your life, but you cannot, listen. And here's what I love about God. Even if you made a mistake, the Bible says there is no temptation that is uncommon to man, that God has not provided a way of escape. And I don't care if you done made messed up or whatever like that. And if you made messed up yesterday, it really don't matter. The grace of God is in this room and the power of God is in this room to deliver you. Are you hearing me? So you have to ask yourself, is it profitable? Will I give myself away? Because let me, let me tell you something. You can be with one, one woman, brothers. I know they're saying that monogamous relationships, it ain't real. Who forgives anybody who cheats? Like, are we still, like, breaking up with people because they cheat on you? Lil Duval said it when the Cardi B and Offset situation was going on. Are we still doing that? And what is culture showing you? That they're saying disloyalty is the new thing. There is no loyalty. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Women, there's a lie to say that there ain't no man out there for you. That's a lie. They're there. Matter of fact, you need to stop speaking that and saying that. Because guess what? You're going to get a whole lot of jokers with speaking death over your life. Brothers, there is a good woman out there who you will want to submit yourself with. And guess what? God will bless you. God will bless you in return. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. He says, is it, is it profitable? The altar workers are coming. And um, I want you to know that God's plan over your life is big. He has an awesome plan over your life. 
And I pray that you don't just take this conversation. This, Minister Erica and I, we didn't come here to condemn you or throw shame on whatever you've done. We came here to encourage you so you don't make the same mistake again. The reason why we did a love and marriage series is because we have to now take control of the conversation. We have to tell you the real narrative. Are you hearing me? Because we need stronger families. Stronger families mean a stronger church. And some of the demons that we are having to cast out of people is because of not a strong family unit. God has came for deliverance today. What I'm going to do is offer salvation and then I'll do offer altar call and minister Erica is going to join me on stage. If you're not saved in this room, I give you Jesus. The most profitable thing you'll ever do in your life and the first relationship you need is to give your life to Jesus. And to not just confess it, but to make him Lord. To give him the password of your heart. If you let him in, he will give you eternal life. He'll give you eternal life. If you're not saved in the room, eyes closed, nobody's looking at you. I'm going to say if you're not saved, if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to slip up your hand. Let me tell you this. Life is not promised. You don't need to do it tomorrow. You need to do it today. There is no age limit on death. There is a real thing called hell and people are trying to also tell you that ain't real. Don't take that gamble. Don't take that gamble. If you're in the room, slip up your hand and walk this way. If you're saying, Brandon, I want to rededicate my life back to Christ, you can do that as well. Rededication is available for you. It don't matter how far you slipped away. Let me tell you something. His hand is out here stretched just for you and I. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Come on. Meet somebody right here. If you're saying, hey, I've been coming to First Christian for a while now. I want to be a part of this ministry. You've been dating us for a long time. It's time to marry us. Where are you at? You can't get these benefits for free. Come on. <laughs> come on. It's not profitable for you. You need to come and join yourself to a church. Huh? Ask somebody standing next to you and say, are you saved? Do you got a church home? Come on and tell the truth in here. You in church. Huh? Everybody good in the room? Awesome. I'm going to open up an altar call right here. And I want every person who is single and uh, saying like, Pastor B, I've made some mistakes. I struggle with sexual addiction. I struggle with pornography. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's here to condemn. I want you to meet me here. If you're saying, hey, I need discernment on making better decisions with who, whoever my mate is going to be or praying for my mate, I want you to meet me right here. Minister Erica and I are right here. We want to pray for you right here and right now. Come on, make your room here now. Make your way here right now. Can I get some oil? I want every person. I don't, I don't care who you. Don't let, nobody, don't let nobody keep you from your blessing in here. Don't be prideful in here. You come down to this altar. Say, I need to make better decisions. I'm trying to get this thing right. The power of God wants to deliver and break yokes and break chains over your life. I'll wait for you. I know you in here. I know you in here. The power of God wants to set you free. Don't care what you've done. And even, if you're, and even if you're dealing with something that, hey, I need to learn how to give my heart back again. I went through a bad situation. I want you to meet me here now. You just got out of a bad relationship and it's stuff, stuff ended and didn't go as, plan, as you planned. I want you to meet me here as well. The power of God is available for you to mend your heart, to mend your heart tonight, this morning, excuse me. The power of God is here. The power of God is here. The power of God is here. There's a couple more people I'm waiting for. I know you in here. You better make yourself down here right now. The power of God is here. What you come to church for if you don't believe that the power of God can heal you? Come on, you don't come to church to look at nobody. I don't care who's around you right now. 
power of God wants to touch you. The power of God wants to heal you. In the name of Jesus. And now do we have power? Do we have, do we have, do I have permission to lay my hands on you? I don't just lay my hands on you. Do I have permission to lay my hands on all of you here? As Minister Erica is anointing you now, the power of God is going to touch each and every single last one of you. And God will deliver you from anything that you've done. The power of God gives people second chances and chances and chances and chances. I want to pray for you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, stretch your hands to this altar. The power of God right now, we pray and pray for every person that's here. I pray right now, God, by your spirit, oh God, that the fire of God will burn out any insecurities, that the fire of God will burn out anything that people are seeking approval. And I pray over you right now as I lay my hands on you, that the guilt and shame is over right now in the name of Jesus Christ. God wants to heal your heart right now in the name of Jesus. And I come to prophesy that you are good enough in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May God right now bring out everything. Burn out everything. You had the firewall over your heart because you've been hurt so many times. But the power of God right now is arresting and mending every heart. In the name of Jesus the Christ. So we pray right now in the name of Jesus over each and every person here. That we pray right now, God, that you they are good enough. That they are worth it in the name of Jesus. And I pray right now that they will save themselves and walk in purity and walk in holiness right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree and declare, God, that you're going to bring spouses and mates to them that are of God. And that has the Holy Spirit on the inside of them that will guide them in the name of Jesus. I pray right now the name of Jesus over their lives right now. That they will be content with you until they until they get it in the name of Jesus Christ I pray for a spirit of contentment right now in the name of Jesus I pray for a spirit of contentment right now in the name of Jesus ah hallelujah there's a person that's trying to talk to you right now but you need to wait on the Lord right now in the name of Jesus because he comes as a counterfeit he's a counterfeit in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus may the power of God right now give you discernment in the name of Jesus you won't give yourself away the God I serve has someone for you right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus don't fall into the trap in the name of Jesus I see him he has flattering words everything that appears to like he has something he really don't in the name of Jesus God is about to spare you and that's why you came to church this morning in the name of Jesus Christ I pray right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus the power of God now delivers you once and for all no more going back and forth either you're gonna commit or not in the name of Jesus the Christ in the name of Jesus the Christ in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray complete healing over you right now. Heal every hurt, mend every wound right now in the name of Jesus. As I lay my hands on you, the power of God is now being transferred to you. There's a comfort that's coming to your spirit. There's a warmth that's coming back to your spirit. And guess what you'll love again? In the name of Jesus Christ. And also we pray healing for you right now in the name of Jesus. The power of God is touching you. Every limb in your body in the name of Jesus Christ. Every limb in your body. And he, oh my goodness. And I counsel that spirit of any type of suicide or depression in the name of Jesus. You ain't taking yourself out of here. You ain't taking yourself out of here. You don't want to die. Not here. Not right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on out. Come on out. You ain't dying here. In the name of Jesus. We pray that the power of God is giving you life. In the name of Jesus Christ. He is Emmanuel. He's the God with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. In the name of Jesus the Christ. In the name of Jesus the Christ. We believe it right now. In the name of Jesus. We touch and agree right here. We touch and agree with you. We touch and agree with you. In the name of Jesus. We touch and agree with you. In the name of Jesus. May the power of God be with you. In the name of Jesus. God is going to secure you. God is going to keep his hedge on your life. 
Don't feel bad that you continue to try to walk upright and that everybody else want to make you feel like you're bad or you strange. Hallelujah. You're living right. In the name of Jesus, don't let nobody make you feel bad. Because guess what? You keep doing it God's way. And God will open up something on your behalf. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. We believe it now. In the name of Jesus. The power of God be with you. The power of God right now be with you. This time will be right. This time you'll make it right. This time you'll make it right. In the name of Jesus. This time you'll make it right. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus the Christ. In the name of Jesus the Christ. It's getting better for you now. In the name of Jesus. It's getting better for you now. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, let it go every hurt. Let go every pain. Let it go. Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ so we believe it right now guard your hearts in the name of Jesus we pray that the hand of God will be upon you in the name of Jesus we pray and I tell you you get better from here in Jesus name we pray amen come on and clap your hands give God a praise Emmanuel hallelujah Emmanuel Emmanuel hallelujah your name is called hallelujah Emmanuel Emmanuel hallelujah God with us God with us hallelujah revealed in us Hallelujah, your name is called Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Your son is not here. Your son is not here and I'm leaving. We get out of here. Your son is not here, but tell him I said this. Tell him that the Spirit of God is challenging him um, in the area of ministry. I don't never do this. But when I was praying for this, his name came to me. And... I know he does spoken word, but God wanted me to tell him that you're not supposed to be the only preacher in the house. There's two, there's two of you who've been called to the ministry of the gospel. You let him know that. And as for you, run again. Run again. Run again. Run again. What you're currently doing, again, is just a setup to get you to who the power players are. Because next time you run, you're going to win. And guess what? It won't even be close in the name of Jesus Christ. All right. Lift your hands. We're getting out of here. Lift your hands. We're getting out of here. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Come on. Let the power of God hit you where you are. His name. Your name is called. Hallelujah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Hallelujah, God with us, God with us. Hey, revealed in us, revealed in us. Your name is called, name is called, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Now it's unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Ye be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever in the church. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you.